make the emotional connection so that they feel they're being listened to because everybody who is grieving, no matter the expression and all the research I've done and the process, I'm, I'm in the process of doing a master's and a PhD in psychology for this at the moment, as well as running my business. And a lot of the research that I've carried out, most people feel unheard and they feel disconnected. So if you're a lawyer that can make the connection, then you're going to take it to another level. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit With Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another guest interview here on the Profit With Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and we have an interesting conversation we're going to be having today. Uh, I don't think we had somebody like our guest today on the show yet. So 400 plus episodes in, I don't know, maybe we're even at 500. I have no idea what we're up to as far as episode numbers. Uh, they don't give me that here when we do the recording. Um, but there's always room for a new conversation. And I'm excited to jump into that one today. So our guest today is John Brokus. John is the founder of Help Lawyer, a respected content media platform for law firms, uh, over a thousand law firms there on that platform. Um, but John is has, is moving in another direction. He has a lot of experience uh, from his uh, days in 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 the in the British uh, Army and the um, and I'll let him talk about it. I don't want to say the wrong terminology, uh, but he has a lot of experience around grief, um, and he wants to talk to us about. Uh, understanding grief uh, when it comes to interacting with our clients who are dealing with that. So some of you are in areas of law where perhaps you're not dealing with this, but in other areas of law, we are. Um, and, you know, he he talks about wrongful death and, and we're going to get into that conversation. Um, but I think this is very appropriate for our attorneys who are dealing in family law, um, where uh, they're dealing with a divorce, which is really the death of a marriage. Um, and there's a lot of the same stages of grief, grief that somebody goes through with a death that, that they go through um, in, um, in, you know, in the death of their marriage. Um, and why in the world would you, would it matter to you? Right. Like, why um, should you care about how they how they feel? And we have a great episode on this podcast that we did in the past. We had somebody come on um, and talk to us about the importance of how you relate to your client when they come in to work with you. Um, and I invite you to go and listen to that. My team is actually behind the scenes looking up the episode number. So I'm going to circle back and give it to you and we'll put it in the show notes. Um, but I think that's a really good episode to listen to leading into this one to understand why it's so important. But you can also you can also get it right. Like when somebody is looking for a lawyer, they might be looking for somebody who's going to get them the best outcome. But chances are the one who's going to get the work is the one who was the most empathetic with them, is the one who they connected with the best. And if you have if you understand 
the process that they are going through, if you understand the stages that they go through and you understand how to relate to them at the stage they're in, in their grief process, you will be the most relatable attorney that they see. And that is going to ultimately be how they decide who they're going to work with. And that is also going to allow you to work with them in a different way throughout the engagement to then have a client who leaves, who really feels like you catered to them, who really feels like you took care of them through that process. And I'm sure John is going to color this in a little bit better for us. Um, but we can already understand how important a conversation like this is. So if you if you started off saying, hey, I don't know if, how this relates to me, understand that it relates to you, even if you're not dealing with grief, because you're going to start to understand the intricacies of how deep you need to understand your client and how deep you need to connect with them to really uh, be able to um, increase your conversions on the front end to get clients uh, who sign with you, who, who work with your firm, but to also give them the best experience throughout. Um, I can even think of like criminal attorneys would be another example of, you know, somebody who, you know, they were charged with a crime could be that they're not guilty, right? Could be that they're, they're, they're being charged with something that they're not guilty of uh, in the real sense, meaning they never did it. Um, or it could be that, you know, they're not guilty because of, you know, technicalities, but, um, at the end of the day, they're also going through some sort of process of working through emotions of being charged with that crime, needing to deal with it, needing to deal with the shame uh, that comes with it and all of that. So I'm excited to jump into this conversation with John um, and uh, and see where this takes us. Let me just see if they no, they didn't get me that episode yet. I'll share it with you as soon as I have it. Um, John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Moshe. That's uh, a really awesome uh, introduction. Thank you. We, we, tr we try our best here. We try our best. John, I, as I alluded to already, uh, told you in the green room, I want to start with just helping people understand who you are. Yeah. Um, and uh, on your screen, it says Jock. And you told me John and Jock are the same name yeah. uh, when it comes to, to Scottish. So you're, you're actually Scottish, correct? Yes, I'm from a, a little place in the highlands of Scotland called Loch Ness. Probably some of your uh, listeners would have heard, maybe heard about it. Yeah, I, yeah, we've heard of the monster, right? The, yeah. the Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't particularly believe in that, but yeah, it's it, it's a it's a big thing for sure. And we we used to live just above the mountain, and we we overlooked Loch Ness, so uh, beautiful area. Okay, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to working with lawyers, uh, and, and and this new venture of yours uh, of of helping lawyers uh, understand and navigate uh, the grief process. Uh, give us give us the 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 backstory. All right, so I mean, I was brought over here uh, to the United States by publishers. I'm an author. I've written several books uh, in spirituality and uh, uh, that have been published in various different languages as well. Uh, throughout the world and so but I've also had a keen interest in in law not that you know I, I wanted to be a lawyer but back in the day you know when I, I was in the army as well and um, I, I served as a, a paramedic in the army and as I came out and uh, I had a friend of mine who was becoming a solicitor and and she would often ask me to, to help her with some of her uh, some of her work at university and I really enjoyed it you know and I really kind of got into it and then when I when I came over to America, obviously I had to go through this whole immigration type process, and and that was really interesting. I could see all the pitfalls and you know all the issues that happened there, and I just had a a good interest in it. And I've been involved in I'd like to say that the marketing industry in terms of publishing and publishing media uh, over many many years. 
And so I, I wanted to take that passion and develop a, a, a media platform for, for law firms and lawyers. And, and it was kind of funny because it was, it was always, I thought in my back of my mind, if I have all these lawyers and I ever really need a good one, I'll have, a, I'll have the cream of the crop to pick from. So it was a kind of bit of a selfish thing as well for my own benefit. But it just grew and the passion grew. And I saw there was a lot of directories and things out there. And I wanted to go a different way. I didn't want it just to be somewhere where you just listed. So I was very, very proactive and still am um, in the, the Help Lawyer platform, utilizing it really as a, a media platform for law firms, small law firms. Um, but obviously, as I said, you know, I came here as a spiritual teacher and as a an, an expert in the field of the paranormal and parapsychology and things like that. And I've, I've written for many national and international magazines over the world. And I saw, even when I was dealing with it in, in the legal industry, that there was a, a big misunderstanding and a potential for neglect to happen. And this was in the field of grief. Now, I, I help veterans with the grieving process. Um, I help many individuals. I actually, pre predominantly my work personally, as a, a, a mentor, if you like, or a coach, as most people would understand it, to scientists and, and lawyers. And this idea about grieving started to rear its head, not just in um, the loss of maybe a loved one of the lawyer or a loss of a lawyer's client, you know, a lawyer's client who's lost a loved one, but in family law and divorce law and criminal law, we, we, they deal with death all the time, whether it's the death of a relationship, whether it's the the death of a, a, a in, in an, an accident, or whether it's even something of a, a toxic case. There's there's an element of death in it, and lawyers don't know how to deal with that. They have got no idea. So I decided to start educating more and doing more talks and to educate law firms more. And this is something I'm working on now to understand this process and what it means what grief actually means to them and how it can benefit them to have a deeper understanding of this whilst they're dealing in their own personal lives or whilst they're dealing with clients' lives, which is is very important. It's not just a number and it's not just a media product that you put out there. It's a connection. It's an emotional connection. And I think the emotional connection in the legal field is more important. Yeah, I love that. And and thank you for for filling in that backstory. Really interesting. And uh, as I told you in the green room, um, we we share a connection because um, I yeah. am a paramedic uh, here in Rockland County, New York. Um, and those of you who are listening who didn't know that about me, uh, something that I love doing. Uh, it's a passion of mine just doesn't pay enough for it to be my primary career. So, uh, but I love going out there and helping people in a different way uh, than I do here um, in, in the legal industry. Um, and uh, you, you did that in the army Corps. So um, I, I, I know, I know what you, what you went through there. And interestingly, we, you know, we share um, uh, in, in a, the early stages of the grief process there often um, with, the the you know uh, surrounding people you you with you know soldiers around somebody who got injured but or 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 killed um me around family members uh where somebody has died or or somebody is is going through an extreme uh medical crisis 
Uh, I did find that episode that I mentioned alluded to earlier, so I'm going to just share it here. Um, it's called To Achieve Success, Spend a Day in Your Client's Shoes with Jim Armstrong. It's episode 150. Uh, it's it's an older episode. We uh, It's been a while since, since we had that, but um, really, really good conversation uh, with Jim around connecting with your client by, by really, you know, like, and he talks about basically it was, um, a relative of his, um, I think it was his stepson was charged with a very serious crime. And he talks about what it was like emotionally to go through that process of, um, finding out that he was charged with the crime and then going and trying to find him legal representation that they felt would, would, would be, you know, would be able to, uh, to give him the best shot possible to, you know, with what, with what he was charged with. Um, and it's amazing the types of interactions that, that he shares that he had with law firm owners or, or lawyers that he, that he met with that didn't get it. Um, and then what it was like when he met with one that did. Um, so go listen to that episode. It's episode 150 really help you understand this conversation, but, I've got Jock sitting here in front of me and uh, we're going to talk about grief. So tell me uh, what are like, are there stages of grief? Like what are the first things we need to understand when it comes to really getting what the person on the other side of the table is going through uh, with whatever, whatever they have going on? Well, first of all, uh, Moshe, is to understand there is no such thing as a stages in grief. And and that the stages that came was from Kubler-Ross way back in the day when she was actually uh, dealing with people who were uh, coming up to, the, they were coming up to the loss. They were, they, were, they were in hospital, they were dying, they were preparing for death. And so she recognized that these were stages. But the reality is, is that in the grieving process is, there are no stages. That's a misunderstanding. There is no such thing as a stage in the grieving process, because the the, the reality is is that there's many different expressions. Look, your your friend who had, you know, had dealt with his son and trying to find someone. He's grieving in a different expression to someone who's maybe lost a loved one. He's lost his son. He's not died, but he's lost his son. So there's a different expression on a family lawyer maybe dealing with a divorce. Is a different expression of grief. And every one of those different expressions have different emotions attached to them. No such thing as stages because one individual is one individual's grief is completely unique to another. A lawyer who may be grieving may have a little bit of empathy for someone else who's grieving, but a lawyer who hasn't lost anyone and is dealing with someone who's grieving may feel lost. So there's an element of understanding that you can go through what Kubler-Ross would say is all stages in literally the space of an hour and it could be daily and so you could you could be feeling these you know your client could be feeling this and so you don't want to come to them with you know it's a stage what stage are they going are they in the stage of anger are they in the stage of denial well no that's just that's just misunderstood that doesn't happen so and the other thing that i'll say and this might be a bit of a shocker to everyone out there who's listening um you can't heal from grief and you don't recover from it. It's impossible to heal from it. Why? Because it is a natural part of our evolution. We we come into this world and we leave this world. And it's a natural part of life. And so you never heal from it because it's always going to be there. And even if you've lost someone, no matter what the expression is, 
it's always going to be there in your mind. So one of the things I'll say is forget that to the side as well. And you don't recover from it. The reason you don't recover from it is because it's not a disease. It's not, it's not like you're not, you know, addicted to drugs. It's not an addiction. And it's not something that's that's you have to recover from because it is natural. So that's the first thing I would want everybody to understand, no matter who they are, a client or a lawyer, that there is no there is no way of healing from it and there's no way of recovering from it. Those are just illusions. And you have to basically integrate it into your life and understand it. And this is what I want lawyers to get this understanding. This is why I want to teach them more. And so, I, okay, uh, let, let's say that I get it, right? Like, I understand that there aren't stages of grief. Yeah. Somebody could be in yeah. any of those stages at any given moment, um, and they're not going to recover from this. Like, they're not, it, it'll, it might be something that the, the, the strength of it decreases over time. It gets more yeah. dull, but it's always there. Like, uh, and I don't know, I didn't lose a parent, but I have friends who've lost a parent and they're, you know, like, how much they miss their parent. It's, they always miss their parent. It's always there, but sometimes it's stronger than others. Sometimes they'll have this like breakdown and they're crying because they just, they miss their parent right then. But other times they're going through their life and it seems like everything is great. Um, and I, I, I think that's what you're, you're explaining and, and you're saying here. My, my question is, is how do what what do we put into practice? In other words, what like what like what is the the real the real message for attorneys to understand is uh, is if I understand this, how does that change how I deal with clients when they come in? What are the what are some practical things that I can do to support them in ways that maybe I'm not doing right now? Well, here's a very simple thing that I teach. You know, I I teach. Uh, um a model that I call AAC, awareness, acceptance, and choice. No matter if you're an attorney, no matter if you're in business, no matter if you've just lost a loved one, awareness, acceptance, and choice. To change anything in life, Moshe, we have to have an awareness of something. Once we have an awareness of it, we have to accept it and integrate it into our life. Then we have to, we have the choice and what to do with it. One of the things that I would say to, to, to law, lawyers when you're sitting with a client, and here's a very simple thing, guys, that you can do. I will never, if you've lost a loved one, I will never say I'm sorry for your loss because it's kind of a platitude that really doesn't really have any feeling or meaning in it because you can't possibly understand their loss because it's unique to them. So what I would say to people, if you, you're an attorney, you're sitting from someone and it's been a wrongful death or they've, they've lost a, a loved one through a death or even in a relationship, you don't want to come across like that. I'm sorry for your loss. Everybody hears it. And most people who are grieving don't like it. They don't want to hear it. So one of the things I would say is, is become part of their story because we're we're built for storytelling. The whole world is built for, as human beings, we're great storytellers. So one of the things I say to people is get involved in the story. So I, rather than say, I'm sorry for your loss, I would say, tell me, tell me a little bit. Let's not get into the legal aspects for now. Let's make the connection, right? Tell me a little bit about your your loved one. Let's say it's a, a death, a loss of death. You know? um, tell me about your loved one. Tell me about about them. You know, let me know something funny about them, something you enjoyed about them. We don't want to say that we're sorry because you can't really feel that, but we want to get involved in their story. We want to see them light up and feel 
that they can actually open up to you and that you're a person who cares. You want to know their story. Don't go straight into what happened. Was it an accident? Did it? You'll get to that. But get to know them and get to and understand. Be aware of the pain that they're feeling and the suffering that they're going through before you start getting to the ABCs and the, the legal aspects. And even if it's a relationship, then get to know that person rather than, okay, so, you know, you're getting divorced and I sort of hear that. Well, they don't want to hear that. You just want to say, well, okay, how do you feel? Tell me a little bit about your life growing up. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your relationship, anything, you know, and, and then get to it. Make the emotional connection so that they feel they're being listened to because everybody who is grieving, no matter the expression, and all of the research I've done, and the process, I'm, I'm in the process of doing a master's and a PhD in psychology for this at the moment, as well as running my business. And a lot of the research that I've carried out, most people feel unheard and they feel disconnected. So if you're a lawyer that can make the connection, then you're going to take it to another level. I love I love this this um, simple idea that you that you share. Um, and I, I'm going to share my from my own background um, how that I know it works. Uh, so the Jewish tradition when somebody dies is that uh, we sit Shiva and yeah. Um, that's a seven day process where basically you're not allowed to do anything and you basically are sitting on a, on a low chair. Uh, the reason for that is, you know, you're a mourner, so you're not supposed to be comfortable. You're supposed to feel the, the, the discomfort and, and, and the, the pain in other ways. But Shiva is all about people coming and visiting and, and, and sitting with you. And the whole idea is to give you an opportunity to tell stories about your loved one that you lost and to also hear stories about them because people come and they knew the person that died and they're sharing stories with you that you may not have heard or may not know. Um, and what's really interesting is, is that though that process really allows you to, to re get relieved of the pain. Um, every time that you, that you tell a story about the person it it just removes one little bit, little degree of the pain that you're feeling every time you hear a story. Um, so the more that you talk about that person, the the more you're able to wrap your head around the fact that they're gone. And 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 you know, I don't know about accepting the loss, but 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 start to get accustomed to living with the loss. And so I, I love this this idea of just basically turning your initial consult the first time you're meeting them into your own little uh, personal shiva with them, right? Like it's just an opportunity to 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 allow them to just share that. And that's exactly. I mean, the Native Americans do it. Many other indigenous indigenous tribes do this kind of thing. We're we're built for storytelling, and if you can connect to someone's story they connect to you emotionally. And if they can have their own, if a lawyer can have their own Shiva and sit with them before they get into all the important, you know, the important needs and musts of the, the, the particular case, that takes them to a whole new level. And and the, the the feeling that they have is that they're being heard, they're connected, and that it's 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 not filled with expectation of suffering. They're just helping to alleviate, they're being empathetic to them, without, you know, 
just going down the whole platitude route. And I think the great thing is, is imagine uh, uh, someone who says, you know what, my lawyer really cared. And they understood the pain that I was going through and they never forced the issue. And they never tried to put anything on me that I wasn't ready for. Because you got to remember that everybody's pain is different and every expression is different and they're going to react in a different way. And there, and here's the other thing, guys, for those of you, you'll find that if you're dealing with someone, whether it's a relationship loss, a business loss, anything else, or, or losing a loved one, they're not going to be able to think in the way that you're going to think, right? Their thought process is going to be completely different. You have to be their guide and their mentor. Just as I guide and mentor lawyers, you have to be their guide and their mentor to sow seeds in them, to guide them. Because remember that this grief that they're going through is a journey. It's not something they recover from or heal from. It's a journey that we all will go on. So best learn from that journey. Grief can be your greatest nemesis or it can be your greatest teacher. It's up to you how you accept it. Yeah, I love I love that. Um, One follow-up question I have for you is sure. we, we talked about this idea of just letting them talk about the, this person and that's really good for them. Mm. Um, it's kind of a two two faced question. The first part is, is that's on the first time we meet them. Right. So we're, we're getting that giving them that opportunity. But now if they choose to work with us and we're engaging with them, it, we don't want to always be down no. to business. Right. So so how, how is, is it every time that we're meeting we're we're giving them another opportunity to share? You know, where how does that work throughout the client engagement? And then second to that is. On the flip side, there's a there's a risk to connecting with somebody on that level because yeah. now they 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 might be a little bit confused about your role, and yeah. they see you as somebody that they can they can go to to pour their heart out to. They can go to for support. They almost you're almost like their therapist now. How do you set yourself up so that you're having the right combination of mm-hmm. being? there for them and and letting them know that you understand you get them and giving them the opportunity but at the same time not creating a relationship that perhaps is is not a good one for you to have when you're the attorney because you can't get anything done if they're calling you every 10 minutes you know using you as their sounding board so how how do we navigate all of that so i mean that's actually quite easy it sounds like it's yeah it could be a problem but it's not because it's like we if we set something up we set up a golf ball on a tee. We set up the golf ball on the tee to take the swing and hit the ball. So it's initially in our meeting, we're going to do it. We're not just going to listen to them all the time and let them pour out the heart. We're going to be show a bit of empathy. We're going to show them that we're understanding. We're going to connect with them. And then we're going to set the scene. We're going to set the scene as this is, okay, this is how we're going to operate. This is how we're going to work. And just to let them know that you're not going to pressurize them, you understand them. Um, but there'll be certain procedures that will have to go through and you'll be able to, you know, remind them of that and that you're not available 24-7 for a chat. This is the initial consultation as you're showing the empathy, you're making the connection, but also in that consultation, you also have to set up with, okay, these are the things we're going to have to go through. You might not be ready for that just now, but I just want to let you know, you know, this, this is what we have to do. And we'll go through that as we go on with things, but understand that I, you know, I know how you're, how I can empathize with how you're feeling. And I don't want to put pressure on you, but just be aware this is what we're going to do. And in the next meeting, then we'll, we'll take one stage at a time. 
Now that's the lawyer stages, not the grief stages. Because right, right. But we'll take one stage at a time. So you want to set it up, right? You just want to set it up right from the outset, so that because the lawyer's not a counselor, but you know, you're not a you're not a counselor, but it doesn't stop you sitting in Shiva and listening to stories and giving stories, does it? And it no. doesn't take you away from your and and at the end of the day. In your faith, you understand what Shiva means, and people understand what it means. So when you that's already been set up for you. So the lawyer can set it up in such a way that shows empathy, gets the understanding, creates the connection, and then sets the scene. You know, I I really love this because and and, I'm, and this is the the business person in me that you know the, we're going to move away from the empathetic for a second, yeah. um, but not really. But but really, what you're laying out is it, it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. Like when when you're meeting with a client right now, when you see somebody on the other side of the table, you need to figure out how am I going to convince them that I'm the right attorney for them and get them to sign with me. Right. Like there's a lot of people out there um, and maybe I'm not the best of the best. Maybe like like there's I don't have the the best sales pitch for them. And I'm just hoping that they're going to choose me here when you ask them to share and you empathize with them. It gives you the door to to then tell them, here's what we're going to do next. And when you give them the next steps, you're not asking them. Do you want to work with me? You're not telling them, oh, I know you're going to go and and, and interview five other attorneys. No, you're just you're approaching the conversation yeah. from simply I'm going to support you in the best way possible. And here's what's the next best thing for you. Here's the next thing that you need to do. And 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 you you can even come at them and, and hey, I'm not going to have them sign in the first meeting. No. I'm just going to tell them. Look, I I know that this is there's so much for you to to handle and to deal mm -hmm. with right now, and this is the last thing that you want to be dealing with. And I understand that. And and you shared this incredible you know person with me, and I value that. Um, yeah. So so here's what we're gonna do. You know the we're we're not gonna do anything today, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna set the next meeting, and we're gonna come back and and um and you'll have an opportunity to share a little bit more with me, but we're also gonna switch gears. We're yeah. gonna and we're gonna start talking about your legal issue, um, Definitely. but but in that conversation, you're also gonna have to retain me. And the way it works is is you don't have to pay anything up front. Uh, you know we're gonna if this is a a, a wrongful death for example, it's a contingency yeah. case. You don't have to pay anything up front. Mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna front all of the expenses for your case. We we just want to get you the best possible outcome, but we're not gonna talk about that now. Go home. Go be with your family. Go you know and 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 let's you know let's come back in in a few days and have that next conversation. So when you're doing that. What you're doing is, is you're basically just leading them like this is the next step. And because you empathize with them, they're just going to be like, oh, OK, OK, that's the next thing I need to do. No problem. They're not. They've already found their lawyer. They're not and, looking. For and that's, anybody else. I, that's it. And there's, there's two little things that I will, I'll add to that is one of the things that I, and I would I would kind of disagree with. I don't want a lawyer to go and say, I want to get you the best possible outcome. It's not a personal injury case. Right. We'd, and that's one of the things. But I would like them to before they get to that point. To say is to let them know that, well, I'm here to unburden you. I want to make your burden less heavy by by me doing this. We're going to that's going to be one less burden on you, and then later on we can say we're going to get the best outcome for you. But let them know we want to unburden. And when you come in to sit with your client, I I 
I've, I've witnessed a lot of lawyers. They're going to say, hello, Mr. Smith or hello, Mrs. Robertson or something like that. There's something more natural in a case like this to go and say, hi, Susie, how are you? And and make that emotional connection straight away rather than being very formal about it. Rather, Because remember, this is not a business essentially like a business legal transaction that way. This is someone's life and emotion. And so if we can immediately come off that way and then we can let them know that we're unburdened and you know we're, we're there to help them with their burden to get the best outcome, that makes a big difference. Now, do you think that you need to ask permission to call them by their first name? Like, would you say, is it okay if I call you Susie? Or, um, you know, or, or do you ask, like, what would you like me to call you? Like, what, like, what is the right approach to that? Or is it just use their name and just move on? In this case, normally people would say ask permission. I, in this case, I'm always like, well, you ask forgiveness rather than permission afterwards. I would rather, I and, and people may disagree with me, but I would rather come straight out the bat because they might be a little bit shocked and they might, you know, it's kind of, that makes them feel good because they're using their first name. It's very formal, you know, after, you know, say Mr. Mr. Smith, whatever. I would just use the first name straight away. If they don't like it, then you can say, hey, Susie, uh, do you mind if I call you Susie? Is that okay? Yeah. Straight away, you've still said, hi, Susie, how are you? Do you mind if I call you Susie? You're covering everything rather than coming straight out and being formal. Hi there. Do you mind if I call you Susie? Is that okay? Right. Let, yeah. Let, you know, it's a very small, subtle nuance in there, but a massive difference it makes to someone's psyche. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, we started our conversation today, and I was like, uh, "Am I calling you John or am I calling you Josh?" Right? Like, <laughs> it's a very natural. Like, if I'm not sure what the name is, it's a very yeah. natural question to ask. So. Um, and I did say, you know, hi, John, first, and then and then ask you that. So I, I think we notice, do that I, naturally. You'll notice I never met you, and I come straight up and say, hi, Moshe, how are you doing? Yes, you did. As if I knew you. You did. you did, and I felt like you knew. I was like, wait, have we met before? Did I miss something? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it very, fun. very true. It, it, and it's the way that you say it, right? Like, yes. And and there are some telemarketers who are really good at this, and it really pisses me off when they do it, um, because my phone will ring and I and it's an unknown number, and I'll answer it, and they'll they'll say hello to me like they're my best friend, and I'll be like, um, I'm sorry, do I know you? Oh yes, yes. And some of them try to come off and say like, oh yes, we've spoke before, and we, I know we haven't spoken before, like that is you know that is a no no. But anyway, we're I, I digress. Let's get back here. I mean, we we're unfortunately we're we're just about out of time, and and wow. um, this is we just I feel like we just touched the tip of the iceberg, Absolutely. but I feel like we also got so so many hints and pointers mm -hmm. that are very easy to do. Like yeah. you can from this conversation, you can completely change the way you interact with somebody when they first come in, and change the dynamic. And for those of you who are in family law, because I think we have a lot more listeners in family law than wrongful death. For those of you in family law, if you just take this and understand that your your client who's coming in, who's you know a, a div, div, divorcee, right, um, or they're going to be, um, they're dealing with a type of death also. Yeah. Um, so, and and maybe this is something that you can talk about for a quick moment because how do, how would they? turn and, and ask their their potential client to share like you don't want them to oh, oh tell me tell me a little bit about your 
about your spouse, right? Like, well, yeah, I mean, that's not going to go down well because the woman sitting there and says, well, he was a narcissistic and anyway, that, I mean, you're creating negative emotions. So you can turn that about them and get to know them. Right. So it's, it's, they're still dealing with a loss, but you want to get to know them. And so I would come out with the, you know, getting to know them by doing the same salutations, you know, be, being natural with them and say, you know, hi, so tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, tell me how, how are you feeling? How are you coping at the moment? How are you doing at the moment? Um, what what brought you to this decision? And and slowly bring in rather than saying, yeah, you know, so you want to get divorced? Yep, let's get them. Or, you know, let's, let's, we'll, <laughs> we can get your, we can get them and we can get everything. There is going to be emotionally charged anger there. There's going to be a negative emotion within the person who's gone through that. Um, so it's important to really make them feel that you you hear them. You're connected to them. So get to know them, you know, before you go into the whole loss, you know. So, yeah, tell me, you know, before we get into it, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, what 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 kind of got you to this, you know, this, you know, decision. And as they're telling you the story, edify them, pick up on something. Go a bit deeper and ask them another question. You're creating a you're you're creating that connection even more, and you have to understand. And you can tell them, this is a grieving process you're going to be going through. This is loss, and and I understand that. And so we have to deal with that in a very uh, empathetic and understandable way. But to make sure that I unburden you with what you have to deal with, and that we eventually we get you the better outcome. I love it. Love it, Jock. Thank you. Um, so when we wrap up an episode here, I leave my guest with two questions. So I'm going to pose those two questions to you now. The yeah. first is, uh, what's one parting piece of wisdom advice that you have for our listeners? And the second is, how can they get in touch with you? They connected with you. They want to, they, they want to follow you, take the next steps with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're an author. You wrote four books. There's a lot, a lot going on in your world. Uh, yeah. where, what's the what's the best next step for them to take to to you know to to perhaps uh, you know learn more uh, about the topic that we're talking about today? Okay, so I, I I would say my my first tip for any lawyer out there is learn to listen is is more than what you want to do. The greatest gift that you can give is the gift of service. The gift of service comes from you with your power to listen. And the minute you can listen to someone, the minute you can connect with them emotionally and actually listen, deep listen to them, you've already they're, they're already choosing you as their lawyer. And I would say for any law firm out there or any lawyers who are interested and want to learn more, um, you can connect with me on help-lawyer.com. You can send in a message from there. Um, you can easily find that I have many different websites and my books are all over the place. So jobbrokers, uh, uh, com, which is where I write about grief uh, a lot. And um, But but if you're really interested, you want me to come to your firm, you want me to set up a, a, a speaking day where I teach your law, your lawyers how to deal with this or how to, you know, how to cope with it, then just connect with me on Help Lawyer. I, I'd love to, you know, connect with you there and, um, and if you're already a member of Help Lawyer, then you know how to get me anyway. So we'll see. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, Jock, thank you very much for sharing. 
We will uh, put all of this in the show notes as well. So you do not have to remember if you're out for a run, driving your kids to school, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. Uh, everything is in the show notes and can also be found at our website, profitwithlaw.com. Uh, our website has recently had an overhaul. So when you go to profitwithlaw.com, you're going to want to click on the free resources section in order to find the podcast in the show notes uh, show notes page. I'm also going to mention that we have an amazing YouTube channel. We launched it in March of 2023. It's brand new, uh, just about uh, eight months old uh, at this point. And um, uh, we've got um, approaching 20,000 views on the channel, uh, a, a couple of hundred videos up there already. So a lot of really good shorts. So if you want to just have a quick hit, uh, a quick dose of, of something valuable and useful, uh, go there and check it out. Uh, you can uh, easily find it at profitwithlaw.com forward slash YouTube. We'll take you straight to our YouTube channel. Um, and I invite you to explore our website, see ways that uh, you can work with us uh, if you are looking for some solutions in your business. Um, and folks, uh, we would love it if you leave a review for our podcast. Um, I did this on on the the last um, uh, interview I I you know I just hosted, and I'm gonna do this now again. I'm just gonna pick a a, a review that was left on our podcast and um, and read it off. If you leave a review, uh, we'll do the same with yours. So uh, this is a review by JF in New York City. Moshe asks for actionable tips. It's a five star review. It says Moshe understands his listeners want actionable tips, so he asks questions to elicit best practices from his guests. Great conversations, all caps on the word. Great, love that review. And and the truth is, is you know, I didn't realize that I was doing that. I mean, I know I do it, but I didn't realize that was something um, that somebody would pick up on. But we just did it here. You know, John had a great conversation. Talked to us about you know what you need to understand about understanding somebody's grief. And then I turned around and I said, okay, so like, what is the the application of it? How do we how do we actually go about doing that in our firm. And now you're leaving this episode with specific things that you can do in your law firm uh, to to uh, get more clients and do a better job uh, of understanding your clients and relating to your clients so they have a better overall experience. I really love this conversation. As, as brief as it was, I got so much out of it. Uh, really appreciate you being here, Jock. Um, and folks, uh, looking forward to catching you on our next interview coming um, in a week from now. Uh, we release a new episode every single Thursday. Uh, excited to uh, to be sharing um, the next guest with you. And um, until then, um, take some of these some of these action steps and 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 see see what they do for you. I, I'm sure that you're going to notice immediate results uh, by putting them into action. Take care. That's it for this week's episode of Profit With Law. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with at least one person. Imagine how many lives we can change if we each shared this episode. Another way to share the episode is on social media. We appreciate your support and look forward to you joining us again next week.